Tim, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is an exciting day, uh, of course, for PAX, but uh, more importantly, I think, for people who love PAX, which includes, I think, nearly every cannabis consumer in North America. And am, am I wrong on the numbers? I hope you're recording because I'm going to record that. It might play that back and use it. So, um, hey, we're, we're in a pretty fortunate position that hopefully was, was earned. But, um, you know, one of the few, I'd say, truly global cannabis brands and, uh, and a brand that's kind of got its roots in, in innovation and, and destigmatizing this category. So, yeah, I know we're, we're pretty fortunate. And it's pretty fun when you go into a buyer or go into an engraving um, event or something and everyone's pulling out their packs and telling you the year that they got it and, and how they use it, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we have a, a dear friend who um, does not fit, I don't think, the target category for cannabis consumers that anybody's targeting, but she is in love. She's, in, she's like old school. She got a PAX 2, nice. and, she, and she just swears by it. Like, it's her yeah. thing, and it's always well, in her purse. And luckily, you know, it will stay around forever if you use it properly. And uh, the quote from my head of marketing, and he's been in the industry for a little bit as well, is like, he, it was like he was joining his favorite rock band. Yeah, yeah, Sean. And yeah, yeah, Sean King, yeah, who you, yeah. I think you know a little yeah. bit. So, so yeah, we have some we have some fun with that. But yeah, I know it's pretty cool, pretty cool brand. And so, what does it mean when you? I mean, I know I've seen the product, I, I read the release and all that. But what does it mean for consumers who want to try the Aero Pro now? And like, what is it going to mean for them on a day to day basis? And and like yeah, no, for sure. You know, we launched as everyone did. You know, just shy of a year ago, I guess now, and lots of bumps in the road, unexpected and expected sense with with the challenges that uh, everyone in the world has been facing around COVID, etc. But um, we launched our base era device, and in the U.S., launched our our pro device uh, early in the year uh, with much. Uh, fanfare in the consumer electronics show and we're part of some of the best in class show even though we weren't in the, in the, in the actual event itself and we kind of held back knowing that we wanted to you know build up some moments around our base era and get our, our brand recognition out there and let just the vape category and 2.0 play out a little bit and we listened to our consumers who said like when's this thing coming to Canada how quickly can I get it and you know really it just brings all the great things that come with your base era really to the next level whether and, and really around sort of two themes You'll continuously see with packs like every detail matters there's so many little things in a device that you know if you have got one here you'll see how like small and how much tech is in that little thing if you were to cut it in half and then you know second just building on people's knowledge and and and, and question around transparency trying to bring transparency to the category of one that's pretty misunderstood as a cannabis in total let alone vape let alone packs let alone the partners that we we, we participate with yeah and and uh, because you're obviously you're in canada but but like how do how do the two markets different between sort of the state the sort of full-fledged states in the u.s versus launching something in canada is it basically the same it's like a turnkey thing or are there like many more hoops to jump through in any place well i think you know well you know we're we're with PAX being such an established brand, we're very careful to be on the right side of any gray that's out there in the market because we certainly don't want to be anyone that um, is perceived to be abusing our, our position of brand awareness or, or trying to take advantage of it. So from a marketing standpoint, you know, I would say any Canadian cannabis marketer would say it's much more difficult to build a brand in Canada right now. I think 
and I worked, you know, with the regulators on that side previous to my, my time at PAX and, and knowing that this is probably the worst it'll ever be, my hope would be from an industry standpoint, the most restrictive. And I get it, you know, once the genie's out of the bottle in many ways, it'll never go back in. But I hope as we as an industry prove that we can responsibly build understanding and education of the category that if cannabis is consumed at the you know, right age, at the right occasion, at the right time in the right manner, medicinally or recreationally, that we're going to kind of laugh in several years from now and go, you know, people were drinking this and then, you know, their vice was that. I think we'll realize that the cannabis was certainly something that everyone will embrace. Um, and you see any of the data out of StatsCan, et cetera, generationally, there's huge levels of, of acceptance, you know, of folks a lot are younger than me. And I think my daughters and others will, it'll be part of a, a natural social occasion when they're old enough to consume at the right age. Yeah. We, we do a deep dive into sort of consumer, insights with BDSA uh, yep. out of uh, Boulder. Um, and and la last two weeks, we were talking about Gen Z and millennials, older Gen Z and millennials. Um, and uh, it's, the stigma is just not there, right? Yeah. It's, it's not there. I, and I actually want to take on something you said. Um, uh, we've always, you know, the past six months, it's been like the COVID period. Um, and, and I want to talk to you about two things that either have shifted or grown and how, what it means for you guys. One is uh, the number of Ontario retail outlets that have just yep. multiplied. You know, I think we went in, there was 40 something, so 40 in March. Now there's like 125 plus and yep. th there's rumors that it's going to expand dramatically. I want to, I wanna, tell me what you think that means for industry overall, but specifically for, for you guys and just having more retail outlets out yeah. there. Well, I think first, like as Canadians, we should be proud of what we've tried to achieve overall and, and you know, park stripes of government, but someone that had the, the fortitude to say, let's, let's make this legal, let's try to take this out of the black market, and let's establish, you know, in our mantra and our mission statement around establishing cannabis as a force for good. And I think you can't do that unless access and convenience come with that. It's simply any packaged goods, you know, any product you ever buy. Um, and I think, you know, COVID, we'll see where that goes in terms of online sales and things. And, and we've seen some early indicators of change in behavior. But you know, ultimately, you know, quality and price certainly are key pack, but after that or, or right there with those is access and convenience. So for someone like us, great relationship with OCS, um, you know, very big fans of PACs, but also because we perform there, especially, you know, leading share on device uh, from a device standpoint. And so if you think about it right now with the, what I hope are still temporary restrictions in Quebec, PEI and Newfoundland, that compresses the legal vape market out of like a denominator of 80 or 70, not out of 100. So given the Ontario population and given that, you know, like you say, we've now hit the 100 plus mark. You know, when we're at, you know, the right level of number of, of outlets per population density, you know, it'll probably represent 50% of the legal vape business in Canada, just simply because of the factors I just outlined. So, you know, we are taking Ontario exceptionally serious at each level of both OCS relationship and the private retailers that, as you probably see already, consolidation, I'll call them almost emerging, you know, chains, if anything, like in a, in a standard retail language, are happening every day. And, um, and luckily, we've got some great relationships there, but they're, they're absolutely critical for our success in Canada. Yeah. And I want to ask you more about the behavioral part of it, because um, maybe we'll go back to a place where people, you know, six people in a circle um, share a joint. I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know when that's going to be when either six people are going to be around each other or actually sharing something that touches everybody's mouth. But like, have you seen that either anecdotally or from either sales or sort of market intelligence that you guys do that behavior about consuming even in a group 
has changed. And, and like, what does that mean for PAX? Because it is an individual device, obviously, um, that people may carry around with them all the time. Yeah, no, I think a fair question. Well, I'll, I'll kind of com combine, it's a bit of a blend of qualitative and quantitative, but you know, I think, you know, pre-rolls, um, especially when I was on the retail side, you know, pre-rolls were a much higher percentage of the business than we thought they were going to be at and stay at longer out of the gate. And, you know, I certainly, in any research I saw, that was, was more linked to the fact that it was being used for trial, not necessarily sharing. And then it stayed there, though, a lot longer. So I think it said to me that new consumers were still coming in, you know, trying, and there's a lot of those first-time triers. Or simply for variety, for people who are now actually know what's, you know, the cannabinoid profile in their joint, et cetera, we're using in different ways. We have heard and seen data that suggests on the dried flower side that the pre-roll business has suffered, you know, since some of the, the recent challenges at the, in the broader marketplace. What we also have seen, though, is dried flower really catch fire in some ways. Um, and that's also combined with some of the, I'll call it devaluation of the price per gram to better compete with the black market. Um, and also, as we know, there's probably a bit of a glut of supply in the Canadian market right now. And so I think just general economic market dynamic factors are, are playing out in that. When we see in vape, it's not dissimilar, but it's probably much like everything cannabis kind of working on a you know dog years pace of how quick it's happening. We saw early a lot of um, disposable penetration. And I think people are just like, how does vape work? Like, well, I like it. Like, how does it affect me? How do we deal with this, you know, onset and discretion and all the things we know that vape kind of wins on? And then we're now seeing a movement, I think more so from a trial than a sharing to folks who are moving to our devices. Or the other thing we often see, Jay, is we see someone, you know, start with a 510 realize, okay, I kind of like this thing. Now I'm learning a little bit more and especially around temperature control and wanting to deal with either a taste profile or an onset play. They really want a device that gives them more control and transparency. And we're pretty fortunate that as time goes, we win, we win on that, especially now, even with more so with our pro device. And it doesn't hurt that it looks cool. It, there's a, I don't know what, I don't know what the right marketing term is, but there is a cool factor to it, right? Yeah. There's a, yeah. Yeah, we call it a form factor. Um, so, you know, very sleek and industrial in our design. Um, it's funny in the US with pro, even people who are like, you know, too much tech for me, I just like, I want it to look good and I want it to, to work well. We're selling a bunch just because, you know, we launched our base air device five, six years ago and more in the US, we have 10 years of vape experience. People are just excited to have sexy four new, three new colors, yeah. um, even despite, you know, paying a bit of a premium to, to, to use it. And you know, we've got some improved design elements that improve the actual vaping experience in terms of the increased slit on it to, for airflow, et cetera. But really, in everything set aside, people love new colors and personalization. You know, I joke with people, you know, I have a, a ring that tells me how I slept last night, right? So people, I saw something yesterday, a $110 US water bottle that tells you when to drink water every day. Fucking so, serious? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually really, really cool, but it was like 40 US. And then once you had customs and duty, because I almost bought it. Um, but you can imagine, you know, in something that you're ingesting in your body that's gonna, you know, create an experience people more and more want to know um, every aspect that's as possible about what that, that might, you know, and kind of create a cannabis companion along that journey. Yeah. It's, it's, really, I'm just stuck in the water bottle. When to yeah. drink it? When you're thirsty. I'll send you, I'll send you the link to it because <laughs> maybe I'm marketing for them on their behalf right now, but uh, I read it in like fast company or something. It's good. It's good. And, and this is so specific, but I did see that a couple of retailers had the, um, the engraving 
Yeah. I, I was just going to call it an engraving ceremony. It's not an engraving ceremony, but the, it feels like one for some people. You yeah. watch social media side. Yeah, no, we're, especially in your market, like a great uh, territory sales manager, Ruben, we have in that market is, is really making a difference. And, you know, obviously with all the rules in Canada, we're making sure we, we abide by it by, by province, but you know, we don't make anyone buy a product. You know, if you've had a, a five-year-old P2, if you have an old plume, you have whatever, like you bring it in, you can get it engraved. I, I might even have one here. And um, yeah, I mean, you just see something as simple as, you know, this design here that yeah. you know, someone gets to put something that's meaningful for them or their nickname or their initial, obviously appropriate uh, right. when we do it. But uh, no, if I could uh, scale anything and put it in a, a box and send it to 1,100 stores in Canada, that that certainly be one of the things that people love to bring their their packs to the next level. So no, it's really smart. And, and I mean, obviously, everything you, you guys do is is smart. It's beautiful. It's thoughtful. It's consumer centric. And so kudos in the launch of the Aero Pro in Canada. And thank you for taking time today. And look forward to connecting with you and the team uh, down the road. Absolutely. Thank you for the time. Great. Thanks, Tim.